you know, in, in another instance, if that community was with um, a different landscaper or lawn, you know, uh, pest control fertilizer person, uh, you know, you're probably walking in on a situation where there's chinch bugs and there's dollar weeds and there's sedge and there's problems. And, and then you get rid of the problems and you're like, oh, they're doing something. You know, mm-hmm. I see right. the heat dying. I see, I see the sedge dying. You know, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, now whoever's doing the reactive stuff looks really good because they see stuff dying. You know, but for us, I mean, we just try to never let it get to that point. Welcome to the Landscape Cafe, and part three in this series. When you use your your chemicals, all is it the same through throughout the year? You just do one app, one certain type of application, and it kills all the funguses, bugs, stuff like that. Or how does that how does that work? So some companies have like a premix um, type thing. Um, we have that, but we do have a program. Um, but we use a lot of granular products. Um, so because of that, um, you know, it's not so much of a spray program. There's a lot of granular, you know, parts of the program. So um, spraying different equipment out to the job site, um, different things on different months. So every month is different. What you got to try to do on your program is proactively treat what's coming out next. You know, okay. if you know that there's a season of rhizoctonia coming and it's going to come in December and January, well, you just treat it in November. Nice. Before. So you can yeah. pre-treat. Yeah. Okay. So it, so if you know that armyworms are going to be coming in May, treat it in April, you know? So that way you're catching them on the front side. If you know that grubs are going to come in, in fall, treat them in September. Yeah. So that's what we try to do. We just try to do proactive pest control because a lot of people do reactive pest control. And if you want a reactive pest control company, it's very easy to find them. So, but uh, we want to be different. And not only that, if you are proactive, you use less products. Mm, okay. That's awesome. You know, I, I love that you said that. I talk to my customers a lot about the difference between reactive and proactive. There's many times where a customer will be like, man, I just paid you X amount of dollars and I feel like you didn't really do much. <laughs> and it's like, that's funny. I actually did. And, but I did not do as much. I didn't give you that fresh haircut feeling. The example I usually return to them in conversation is, okay, picture you went three to four months without getting a haircut. And how did that feel? How did that look when you got that fresh look back that you love? Felt great. And you are happy to pay that. You're happy to pay that whatever it costs for that haircut. What we are like is like as somebody who comes and gets a haircut every two weeks. Now we don't have to haul off that much debris. We don't have to do nearly as much work. You're right, but we're also going to be a lot cheaper because we don't have to do all that. We are going to continuously be on top of that. And you're going to have so much value in that three, four month time span where you would just be actively declining if we were not showing up. Your hair would be growing, for example, using that, would be growing and you would look shaggy for a few months. But for us, we're doing proactive. As soon as that branch starts to grow out three inches, you're not, customers not knowing that net yet, you clip it so you keep the form, keep the shape of the bush. 
And, um, and man, proactive maintenance is so much cheaper. And what that does is that allows our clients to reap the benefits of our services because then we're um, now I'm specifically talking about for Fort Myers garden service, our maintenance company, they have our horticulture technician that can go around and look for different pests, fungus, anything, and report those to you guys. And so that, I mean, that's the biggest thing right there is, is we get to use our value in scoping and identifying and, um, you know, doing the little things that matter most, you know, one of the, one of the biggest, um, examples, my technician even gave this to me. He's like, you know, this is a great, great selling point for our services. We had a customer who had a pool pump and he had a traveler's pump and those are grouping and they continue to grow and grow. It was right by his pool pump, really expensive pool pump. He had a big pool and it was kind of taking over at the last maintenance company that he fired didn't really do much, but we were able to proactively look around the property and actually think most companies are there for eight to 15 minutes for their maintenance accounts. They're in and out. We're there for usually three to four hours and we're able to look when we don't have to be just trimming and hauling stuff, trimming, hauling stuff, doing uh, just monotonous work, busy work. And we can look for those things and, and cut out that those extra traveler palms or those extra branches so that pool pump can breathe and doesn't over, overheat and then break whatever expensive bill that was. Um, man, the proactive maintenance or proactive services in the landscape industry is so important. And it's way overlooked, way overlooked. Yeah. Well, a lot of things, you know, you, you know, you get chinch bugs <clears throat> in May, you know, in a lawn um, mm-hmm. next year sprayed out in april you know use a three-month systemic right be done with the problem break the egg cycle you're going to be good so doing that um you know makes you not chase your tail waste gas waste labor doing a bunch of services over the summer when you've just you've you've caught them before they came that's awesome is it easier to treat them before they come how does that work yeah it's much different easier. life cycles well it's funny, you know, just like your example, um, uh, we had a, we had a community that was, uh, that was kind of near that other community I told you about. And, um, some of the people were like, well, what, what are these people even doing here? You know? Right. And I just kind of walked around the yards and I said, have you guys ever had chinch bugs for the last, we've been servicing this one for like 10 years. You guys haven't had chinch bugs in the last 10 years. What's that? I know you don't have chinch yeah. bugs. All right. You guys have any weed problems? Yeah, have you seen a dollar weed? No. What's that? Because you guys haven't had the problems, you know. And so, um, to be proactive and be good at it. Um, I mean, people don't even know what's happening, you know. And so, I guess there's a value there. They kind of have to sell them and educate them that you are doing proactive stuff, and that, you know. And in another instance, if that community was with um, a different landscaper or lawn, you know, uh, pest control fertilizer person. Uh, you know, you're probably walking in on a situation where there's chinch bugs and there's dollar weeds and there's sedge and there's problems. And, and then you get rid of the problems and you're like, oh, they're doing something, you know, mm-hmm. I, see right. dying. I see, I see the sedge dying, you know, but and now you're, now I, you're the hero. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Now whoever's doing the reactive stuff looks really good because they see stuff dying, you know, but, 
for us, I mean, we just try to never let it get to that point, you know? Right. That's awesome. That's incredible. I love that. Man, proactive is such a beautiful thing. Um, something that you, you said and it sparked a, sparked something in, in my thoughts is educating the customer. That for us, it is a huge part of our business. Not only, you know, to get us and get us the sale or get us the contract, but to actually have them understand what they're getting, what they're not getting. Um, how big of your business um, or time is is set aside for educating your clients? I, you send out so many emails, and I feel like you're always on the phone with people. Do, is a lot of your your business educating the customers as well? Yeah, I think setting the uh, expectation early and often is great. You know. Okay. Um, doing that with your paperwork that you give them, calendar that you give them of when you're going to be, what you're going to be doing, and then seasonal updates for you know what's coming next and what you're treating for this time. Um, individual to each you know client. You know you really want to make sure that they know that there's a problem that's going to come up this next season that you're treating for it right now. But if they do see anything, please let us know. So that's really the goal, and um, you know I mean it's not hard. It's really not hard to do that. And educating our, educating our clients is, is so undervalued, I think. And not only when you educate the clients, I feel like organically you're, you're able to give them more value. So you're able to earn more money for your services when you educate the clients because then they don't mind every time that bill comes through. Man, I'm so happy with my, my yard. Pay it. You know what I mean? Because they're on top of it. I, yeah. I understand, I understand what, what they're doing in my yard. I have no, as soon as I see that invoice, I'm happy to give them my money because they're, they're giving me great value, great services. So education is a huge thing that's underlooked, I think. Well, we try to do more than everything, more than anything with regards to, um, you know, education. We try to do quarterly newsletters and we try to do um, service newsletters. So service newsletters when we're out, what we're doing, what we're doing, you know, informational for them. And then number two is the quarterlies, which kind of goes over the next quarter, what to expect service-wise and, um, you know, insect-wise, fungus-wise. And then number three is if we're on the property and we see anything wrong, um, we don't sit on that information. We get it right into their hands and mm -hmm. we let them Hey, we saw this when we were out. This is the problem. Just to let you know, um, you know, that's, that's the problem. If you, you know, we've resolved it, or if you want us to resolve it, depending on what the problem is, um, it'll be this much, you know, but just to let you know, and then they could go out and be like, wow, they were here. They saw this problem. I see the same problem. I'll approve this, you know, this estimate for them to do this. So, right. which is great because the, Gosh, how many times have I been in this situation in my life where the person comes back from summer, looks at a palm tree that we missed in the backyard that has frizzle top that should have been resolved, was never resolved, and the palm tree is dead. You know, and uh, that's definitely was a major pain point in my life. We, we were able to resolve that through customer communication and informing them, you know, in real time what's happening and how we're going to resolve it. Right. That's awesome. That's again goes back to your systems. So, man, I want to I want to switch switch roles a little bit and talk about the hurricane. Um, first off, how did you guys do in the hurricane? How did your family do? How did your employees do? Uh, share a little bit with me on that. 
yeah, Hurricane was real tough. For us personally, no problem. For some of my employees, it was a really big challenge and problem. And then, um, you know, for clients, I mean, it was it was terrible. It was devastating. I mean, there's, um, you know, how do I say this? I mean, I have a lot of coastal properties. I have a lot of coastal properties. I think we had over 400 clients stop service on the coast. So, 400 clients? Yes. I mean, landscapes completely demolished. I mean, palms gone, you know. Um, it was, uh, that was super challenging. They're going to get landscape eventually. You know, we're, they're going to be our client in the future. We're keeping in contact with them um, every three to four weeks to find out updates and seeing what's going on and, you know, obviously being concerned for them. But, you know, to lose, you know, 300, 400, you know, homes in one fell swoop of Hurricane Ian, it's not fun. Um, not fun. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned. There is more to come. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, the best place to rate or follow the show is at thelandscapecafe.com.